I got a billion dollar mindset, steady as a flow, navigating all my time spent, letting niggas know. Billion dollar, billion dollar. Hey yo, what is going on? Welcome to the show, Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and I'm a parkour athlete turned real estate investor. I spent the last eight years of my life studying mindset of elite performers and applying those lessons to my own life. In my pursuit for success, I've sought out wisdom from mentors who are doing exactly what I want to do in all areas of life. So I've asked that they share their wins and losses with me, and in my search for those answers, this podcast was born. I wanted to share that valuable advice that I was receiving from successful entrepreneurs investors and world-class athletes so thank you all for tuning in this show is for free and my guests do give their precious time to be here so i do ask for something in exchange to show our thanks i ask that the price of admission be you share this if you get any value you go onto your social media you share it with your friends you share it with your family you share it with your co-workers you share it with people in the streets look my goal is to influence 1 million people to invest in themselves and to unlock their own potential and i can't do that alone so what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of into the mind i'm your host marlon johnson and before we get started, please make sure to go ahead and follow me on Instagram at MindsetMarlin. The reason I'm telling you guys to do that is because so often everyone's like, hey, you didn't tell me that you were dropping a new episode. You didn't tell me about the local RIA meetup that you're doing. You didn't tell me about the hiking. Guys, I am awful with doing that kind of stuff and reminding everyone. So I just post it on social media. So it's the easiest way to stay in contact, to stay in touch. And if you need help with anything, that'll be the best place to reach out to me. So today I am excited because we have Stacy St. John and she is an absolute hustler. And let me tell you why. About a year ago, I was given the advice to use my social media account to go and connect with other local investors. So I forget what I even typed in, right? But I came across Olex Properties Instagram page and I started following this. And I am so happy that I did because I've gotten to watch her growth I've gotten to see just how much of a hustler she was, right? I got to see the Red House flip. I got to see you growing your podcast. I got to see you grow your network. And you've shown how the real estate business is a step-by-step, day-by-day process and not some sort of overnight success kind of situation. So today in this episode, I want to deep dive with you where you were before real estate, what your journey looked like so far, what your plans are for the future, some of the biggest setbacks that you've encountered, and pluck tips from you that will help people who might be struggling to get into business. But before we do all that, quickly, I want to say you look amazing today. Thank you you for making the time and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I don't know if anyone's ever spoken such kind words about my social media before. Thank you. (laughs) I absolutely love it. Seriously, like I'm just like, I'm so grateful that we got connected there and like, it was a slow start. It wasn't like we immediately, like I followed you and then we started DMing and it was just like this over day by day. I just kept seeing you, you kept popping back up. And I was like, God, popping up on people's feeds. <laughs> yeah. So let's dive into it, Stacey. I mean, before you got into real estate, I know this from listening to actually another podcast that you were on, that you were in bill collections before even getting into real estate. So let's go before real estate and talk about where you came from. So, um, you know, I'm from Long Island. Um, I'm originally a Jersey girl, but Long Island since 1994. And um, a couple days after my 18th birthday, I got a job as a bill collector. Um, and 
I just like shout out to Sunrise Credit Services right here in Long Island. Um, their training program is ACES. Um, but I have to tell you at the time, I didn't really like think I was doing something of value. Like I kind of just thought I needed to pay my college tuition. I want to be a lawyer. Um, I need to make honest money. And bill collections back then offered very large commission checks and it was great. Um, I was in a call floor, just like in boiler room, and it, the energy was super high at all times, super fun. Um, and from there, I guess I became a cold caller, like by trade almost. I transitioned into foreclosure defense. I transitioned into being a real estate paralegal. And somehow I transitioned from there to wholesales. And here we are. I love it, you know, because like that's the thing, you know, being able to have that sort of background for you, I imagine like it gives you the confidence needed because anyone that wants to get into this business, I like, I see like the love in their eyes. And then like if they've never had that like sales experience or cold call experience, it's like, all right, I'm not going to tell you it's going to be hard because I don't ever want to just like demotivate someone, but I'm just like, all right, like, let's see like how you do like, because they're getting thrown into the ocean right there, right? And it's like, you've got to be able to perform. You've got to be able to swim at that point. You know, I actually do a little bit the opposite. Like I, you know, I'm building a team right now. Um, I have a couple of cold callers um, and I tell them it's a rite of passage to go through the difficult stuff. You have to get screamed at by people. You have to get hung up on, you have to get rejected 200 times a day for you to get over it. You, I, there's no solution to not being afraid of this than other than to feel the bad parts in my opinion no I totally agree so you know i'm actually happy that you said that right that you're building a team of cold callers because right now i'm doing the same thing where i'm building out some cold callers and every day we do something i call a daily huddle right okay. and when we do this it's like we come together we get prepared for the rest of the day so it's about the first 30 minutes to an hour and <laughs> essentially what i do during that time and i'll ask maybe if you agree with this instead of it being like heavy, like scripts training and things of that nature, it's more so, hey, let's build you up, right? Because I think we got to build up like this almost like aura of positive energy because when you go out there on the lines, people are going to be trying to tear it down. So I want you to have such a thick shield in front of you that you're able to just like, hey, I'm barreling through this today and I'm going to keep putting out positive energy, keep smiling and dialing and keep just giving that sort of value to people over the telephone. What do you think about that? I think that's great. We do morning rah-rah, similar. Um, um, very literally that, you know, I, uh, a tip that I always give other people um, is that you should have a mirror at your cold caller's desk. Not because anybody cares what you look like or not because you should look a certain way, but because when you speak to people on the phone, not only should you figuratively smile at them, but you should smile at yourself because the tone comes across and it keeps the energy up and not for nothing. Like, you know, we all like to make fun of ourselves. Sometimes we're embarrassed. Smiling at yourself is really silly. So we joke about it during morning rara, like don't forget to show those pearly whites in the mirror all day. And it's all about reminding them to keep a smile, keep your head up, keep positive energy. And even if people treat you like trash, you go, okay, I'm, I guess you're having a bad day. I'll call you another time and don't see it as rejection. I like that a lot because literally the first phone call you and I got on, I remembered, I was like, wow, like it was beaming through the cell phone. Like I was like, 
She's got good freaking energy. And I love it because it's a reminder that that stuff, it works. It affects people. I think sometimes people think it's silly, but I'm like, have you been on the other line yet? Have you been on the other side when someone gets on and they're just so freaking positive? You're just like, whoa. All right, wait, what do you want? Who are you? Like, all right, I'll talk to you. So yeah, that's really cool. So, you know, something really cool that I like about you and your social media, you bring your son along with you as you're doing things. As you're out there in the field, you're looking at houses, you showcase that, like, and you show that you're a real person. You know, what's the thought process behind that? So it's a little bit deeper than, than um, it actually appears. Um, my older son, who you don't often see on my social media because he's in school now, um, he is on the low end of the spectrum. He has some social challenges. Um, and one day, a couple of years ago, we were having a bad day and I had an appointment to go to a vacant house. And I said, you want to know what, Oliver, why don't you come with me? And something happened at the house where he was like very interested. Why is this house so dirty? Why is that sink pink? Why are there so many different types? Of, like, you know, I go into old crummy houses um, and something, be, some sort of peace and focus came over him. It was like a, like a very strong moment in my life. So I started bringing my older son with me to all of these appointments because he would actually interact with the realtors. He's only six years old, but he would ask, how big is this house? How big is the yard? And it became like a focus for him. And then the little one became naturally interested. And they're a very real part of my life. And I have a, a firm policy that I will always be myself. You'll never see me go to a listing appointment in a suit or clothes that someone else picked out for me. Um, I have my kids with me. I wear sneakers. And I want to show the world exactly who I am. See, I love that. And like, I think that's where I like got connected with you, like on a deeper level because it was organic, it was real and it was genuine. And yeah, it's important to show because it works, right? I think sometimes we believe, especially when people get into sales, because essentially what we do, a part of this is sales. It's a lot of sales heavy. And a lot of people think, okay, I need to be like that person. But the truth is, in my opinion, at least sales is, how do you be the best version of yourself, right? And how do you get the other person to trust you, right? So that right. you can give them service. You can provide service to them because if they don't trust you, they're not going to pro- want you to give them a service. So I love that you go out there into the world and you do that and you really do bring your kids along. You do, you showcase it. And you said something to me, which was really interesting. You said that sometimes you'll talk to a seller and they might not really be feeling you, right? Cause you're a stranger. You picked up the phone, you call them out of the blue, like who the heck are you? And you'll tell them, go check out my social media, go check out my Instagram. And from there, something switches. They're like, oh, she's not some creepy telemarketer. She's a normal human being just like us. And they will connect with you. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, being yourself is an underrated thing because look, you know, like we're, we're on a cold floor. You might like what, you know, Jane is saying over there or what Joe is saying over there. And you might pick up lines that you like what to say, but at the end of the day, you're still putting your own spin on it. Right. So, you know, I always tell the cold callers on day one, you're going to be reading a script and you're going to be reading it like it's a Bible. And I don't want you to divert, but I promise you at month six, You are not going to be looking at that. You're going to have your own version and you are going to be yourself. But just to add one more thing, I also think that 
you have to actually care about these strangers, right? Right? You know, like <laughs> me, so I'm not a realtor. I deal with people who are in foreclosure, distress, bankruptcy, divorce, death, etc. right? If you don't care about them, not pretend, like you have to actually care, they can tell and maybe they don't wanna trust you because there's a hundred other people right behind me with the same script that they're reading, right? Um, and I think that being yourself and actually caring about the people you're interacting with makes a huge difference in your results. I really hope people were listening to what you just said right there. And I really truly hope that that was internalized and they felt that because it's so true. There are people that I've worked with in the past, whether it was a wholesale deal or it turned into a creative finance kind of situation where the only reason I was able to help them was because they allowed me in. And right. the only reason they allowed me in was because for whatever reason, they felt that I genuinely did care about their situation. I yes. genuinely got involved and I was like, okay, now like if I can't convince you because I have the solution and I can't convince you to see it, I feel like crap. I feel like, oh my gosh, like this person is still suffering because I'm not doing my job well enough because I'm not giving enough confidence in like it's this whole loop. So I love that you say that because ultimately it's true. You have to genuinely come from an organic place of, hey, I'm here as a problem solver. When I think of real estate investor, I don't think of, all right, this person goes out and they look for certain houses. I think of a person that goes out and looks for certain people. They look right. for people that are in a distressed situation that have a problem and they put on their problem solver hat and they say, I have a solution. So I love that that's your approach. Yeah, it is. I think that enough people don't focus on that problem solving it's all like how much money do i have to give you to buy your house today how about they're in foreclosure for the past 10 years and they need help fixing their credit and they're scared and they need someone to hold their hand through the process like that whole part of it needs to be the focus i think and people need to stray away from price 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 see okay and now you're getting me like even more excited because you're talking my language right now because you're talking about caring about people and i am passionate about people so What's cool about you is as I look at your social media some more, right? Every post really, it's doing two things. It's either adding value through inspiration or adding value through education. And I think, yeah, no, I think that's really awesome because essentially when you do this, you're giving back into the community and you're allowing people to learn the proper way of doing business. And we were talking about this briefly that, you know, what we want to see more of is collaboration here and more partnership. And I've been noticing that you do reach out to other professionals in the industry and you're not thinking like, oh crap, like that's my competition. You're thinking, hey, there goes somebody I can work with. Like what's the thought process behind that? And how are you like, you know, are you strategically going out and saying like, all right, let me connect with this person. Is it just something that happens like organically where the stars align and you just meet this person like walking down the street? Well, not exactly walking down the street, but I have to say podcasting is an amazing thing. Um, and so, you know, my social media kind of started out as a let me show my mistakes to all the newbies that come after me. Mm. That's really like my start was, okay, I bought this house. I'm already making like 50 mistakes. 
I'm going to show everybody and I'm going to, you know, hopefully people don't make the same mistakes and maybe someone on social media will buy my house. That's all I'm, I was really thinking about in the beginning. And then Josh Handler invited me on his podcast. I had never been on a podcast before. I was so nervous. My mouth was dry the whole time. I was a nervous wreck and something happened during the podcast. And within like two weeks, we were business partners and I started to notice like, man, if, if you just talk to everybody, you could feel the vibes with the people that you're going to align with. It's not necessarily about how many houses did you sell or how much money did you have or where did you go to school? But yo, I think we click. And I think that our, our path, our, our, our view for what our path is, is very similar. And I'm, I'm very fortunate through podcasting and social media that I've been able to meet so many wonderful people since Josh. I mean, I, I'm partners with Charles Weinraub now. And that, that also came from like omnipresence on social media. Like I didn't, I didn't have an architect. So I called Captain Permit because I saw Captain Permit on social media. It's really, really important post COVID it's social media in person, however you do it, you have to talk to everybody because post COVID people got to come back to life. It's time to reconnect. It's time to get to know each other and click with the people that you click best with. When are you running for mayor? Uh, never. No problem. <laughs> <Girl's> life. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, Stacy, because you're getting me excited about this, you know, because it's so true. You have to talk to people. And I think a lot of, especially newer individuals getting into the business, the biggest struggle is they're doing it alone. They are home, they're studying, they're gathering all the information and it's all great, but they're not building a team, right? They have no resources. And then like this business, it's a lot of moving parts. There are so many little different intricacies and you need to have a team or else one person will absolutely get burnt out without it so being able to go out and talk to people figure out how you can work together and like you said not just focusing on the dollar amount not just focusing on hey this person's done 500 deals and they can make a ton of money but no focusing on who am i in alignment with right who's vibing with me the same way like is this person all about like hey i want to be a tycoon and have 40 skyscrapers or it's like this person no i genuinely want to go into the neighborhoods and figure out what's happening with Miss John down the street and help her, right? Yeah. You have to be a community member, you know, just like for example, so the red house, right? The red house is gonna get built, it's gonna get finished and God bless from my mouth to God's ears, it'll be sold before then, right? But you know what? I'm part of that community. I grew up in that community. Um, you know, the house has a bad reputation. So you know what, at the end of the red house, we're gonna have a food truck party for the, for the community and it's not to sell the house it's to remind the community i'm just like you i care about this place i'm from this place and i want to give back and that's from like a genuine place of yes of course i want to celebrate that my house finally got built but i want the community to enjoy it as well i love that i, I truly do so speaking of giving back to the community right with that red house, you're learning a ton. What, <laughs> what are some of the challenges that you've encountered that, you know, you now only know from having gone through the experience that perhaps you can share 
to help someone else who might run into that same challenge and just know that there is a solution for. Sure. Um, I think the biggest thing that pops out of my mind is my ignorance over how big my experience was. Um, I project managed several large construction projects that did not belong to me for prior real estate wholesalers. I, I did a four unit condo in Brooklyn. I own a five unit in Bushwick. I mean, I, I've been behind a few projects, right? So I thought, hey, no problem. I got this. I'm going to do this by myself. I got this. You know, me and my family, we pulled money together. We bought the house, right? But I immediately was very ignorant to things that structurally had to happen with the house. I was in over my head like by week two. Um, and I think that I used social media to be like, you know, Captain Permit, Charles, whoever else, you know, Carl Chabon, shout out to Carl Chabon, my God, please help me. I thought I knew what I was doing, but I most certainly don't. My lender did something weird. I think the back of the house needs to be demolished, like all this other stuff. Um, and I think that coming outside of that, my biggest advice would be always have good relationships with structural engineers, inspectors, architects, expediters, all of those. The contractor, in my opinion, comes after all of that. All right. I really think that all of these, especially if you're buying a house that's 70 plus years old, maybe had some weird extension put on the back in the 70s like mine, you should be talking to all of these guys before the contractor. It's worth the money. It's worth a thousand bucks to this guy, this guy, this guy to make sure that you know what you're doing because my house would have been built already if I did that already. And I'll tell you why. Um, the first floor of the red house is very big. It's a huge extension on the back. And apparently it turns out after months and months of poor planning that it was really just a patio that had walls built around it. So eight inches of, of concrete is not gonna hold a second story so now I have to lose the back of the house. And if I would have gotten a structural engineer on day one to give me a report, I wouldn't have wasted four months of my own time. Wow. Yeah, so that's, that's helpful, right? Because I think so often people are trying to, especially in the beginning, cut cost and right. kind of shortcut corners. And I get it. Like, it's out of, like, we're worried, like, hey, this is my first time getting in. I want to make sure I'm not going over budget. I want to try and get as big of a profit as possible. And it's not that big a deal, but I agree with you. I think it's super important to contact professionals, right? Tag team with people that have had more experience and share the pie, right? Because taking home 100% of nothing isn't as cool as taking home, you know, 50% of something. So well, not share the pie. It's also about mitigating your own losses because my foolish lesson out of that is four months of carrying costs at six to eight thousand dollars a month is most certainly more than spending like four thousand on the front on getting the proper documents and reports and professionals giving you an opinion about what you should do with the house especially if you're a fool like me and think you know how to build <laughs> plus you know there's the added bonus of seriously like it's something that i think a lot of people can be short-sighted on when you look at it of saying like, all right, well, how long do I plan on being in the business, right? Am I in and out for one deal and then calling it quits? Or do I plan on making a career out of this? Do I want to extend this for another 10, 12, 15, 20, 30 years? Wouldn't it only make sense to begin cultivating those relationships now, right? Yeah. Start thinking about, well, who can I pull in? Like, I, I should be excited I need help. Like, who can I pull in now 
and have a way to bring them value through bringing them business that we can now collaborate and work together. You know, so I think that's really cool. I'm happy to hear that your red house is actually the reason that you were able to get in touch with Captain Perman and Carl and be able to bring all of that together. So it was a financial loss somewhat in the beginning, but it's a way bigger gain on the back end for the relationship to build. It really is. The, the Red House, while it's been mentally, emotionally, and financially trying, it has literally changed my entire life. <laughs> my whole life is different. You know, it's funny too, because, uh, and I kind of want to get into this because we were talking about this very, very briefly right before we started the podcast. Um, you know, you kind of made a, a comment about like, well, yeah, yesterday was kind of stressful. So, and I saw on your story, you actually, um, on your Instagram story, it said, you know, it's a rough day when I don't post a single story. Yeah. So you're someone that's always doing what it takes and people might not see everything that goes on behind the scenes, right? Can you give a brief breakdown, if that's even possible, of everything it takes to run and manage this business and to grow in it? You know, is it, I'm afraid that sometimes, right, you know, influencers make it seem so easy. And I understand, like, you want to do that to get people, give them hope, right, to get into it. But the reality of it is it's hard work, right? So what do those days look like? And, like, what's it look like day to day, in essence? Well, you know, it's a very time appropriate question for me, because, (laughs) you know, I have two sons. And at the beginning of COVID, I had a full-time nanny, right? I'm a working lady. I Now I'm an entrepreneur and I got these two little ones that I juggle and I didn't have a nanny again until two weeks ago. So this whole time I've been building Olex while I juggle them, take them to school, give them baths, make them meals, pick them up from school, take them to sports. Like I have been playing both roles full-time this whole time. Um, And now that you're asking me this question, I'm kind of reflecting like, wow, I wake up in the morning now, I put my two shoes on because I think shoes help motivate me in the morning, but that's a different (laughs) conversation. And, and, you know, I have a really wonderful nanny that takes care of my kids and all day, it's just Olex, Olex, Olex. The morning starts with building the dialer, making sure my cold callers have enough leads to call. And I'm a... it sounds strange because there's not less to do, but I'm so much more focused than I was a couple of weeks ago. And there's such a change in my productivity and the positive things that have happened since I have some childcare in place. But that being said, whenever this comes up, I always try to talk to the, the single moms, the single dads, the, the double working parent household, whoever's out there with kids, your children are not an excuse to not chase your dreams. You're, and it's a, it's a hard statement to say to people because people feel it on the inside. And yes, it is a wonderful thing to be present at breakfast, lunch, and dinner for your children. All There's give and take with everything, but your children are watching you. And if you hustle every day as hard as you can, they remember that stuff when they're adults. I could remember how hard my mom worked every single day. And I just feel like you can do it. There's nothing holding you back except for yourself, not kids, not money, not lack of help. Like you can do it. I absolutely love that statement. Like that should be like on a shirt, like, holy cow, because it's so true. Like seriously, like, and 
a lot of people, it's, it's so easy to make the excuse, right? There yeah. is always a justifiable reason why it cannot be done, right? There's always going to be an excuse and people will always say, you know what? I agree with you. They'll give you the pat on the back. You worked so hard today. But at the end of the day, the results are, they have to speak for themselves. The results are going to be what they are. If you either accomplished it or you didn't accomplish it. And ultimately, I think it comes down to making the sacrifice because that's what it truly is. Like something has to be given, right? Whether it's your time, whether it's your energy, whatever it is, like, yes, it would be amazing to sit and play softball with your kids for eight hours, right? No one would call you awful for that, but you say, you know what? I can give them 45 minutes today and make sure that they're fed, they're healthy, they have a roof over their head. And then I got to get back to work. I got to grind out to be able to come back to them later on and be able to provide much more. So that's really cool to hear from you because you're, you're living proof of it, right? You're not, it's not theory. It's no, like she put in the work, she put in the grind, you gave up the time, you sacrificed. And now you're coming back with what I, you said it, keyword, focus. Right. That focus is so powerful. So now speaking of the focus, I got to ask you, how do you keep on focus? How do you keep on track? Because we see a lot of shiny object syndrome where, holy crap, I can flip houses and wholesale. I could get into commercial real estate. I can sell and buy notes. I can. How do you narrow and pick? You know, uh, I don't know if I could answer that in particular about picking other than for me, it was like a try everything and land where I felt like I fit best. Um, I'm actually coming up on 20 years of cold calling, right? So July 18th will be my 20 year anniversary of the first day I was on the phone at Sunrise Credit Services. So for me, having a job where I cold call and teach other people to do it, it just feels very natural for me. I did have shiny object syndrome with buying the red house. The house was on my block. There was an auction and I was very like, no one's buying a house in my neighborhood. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And <laughs> it, it, the ego part of it, I wish I could have took out of it because I don't think I will be doing it again. I, I, my goal now is to build the biggest, most transparent, curating wholesale house that there has ever been like I want to curate to buyers I want both buyers and sellers to be able to see both sides of my business because for me I don't know it's it's just coming out of me naturally and it's probably because of the amount of years I've spent in call centers um I do think that sometimes people need to learn things the hard way but I know if Carl Chabon was sitting here right now he'd be like if you want to be a real estate investor if you want to be a wholesaler you need to get education first and decide second. So if you want to be a real estate investor, books and school is where you should be. If you want to be a wholesaler, getting a job in a cold call center where somebody is going to give you honest, good training is where you should be. Wow. I like that. That's really good advice. And maybe I'm biased because I spent the first year just like studying as much as I humanly could, but it, it helped. It really laid a foundation that I'm beyond grateful for when I meet other new individuals that are stepping in and they're just so lost. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're lost because I'm happy that you're taking action, but there's such a gap in your knowledge that it's going to continue to stress you out more and more and more. And if you're still taking the action without getting educated, you're always going to feel like this chicken with its head cut off. And at some point, you know, it feels like you're drinking a uh, 
like trying to take a sip of water from a fire hydrant. That's what it feels like in the very beginning, but it's like, keep showing up, keep educating yourself. So I like to hear that that's your answer. And it's cool. So I'm curious from you now, right? Because you, you made a statement that I'm not sure what your, your future goal is as far as, you know, where do you see yourself going? You know, do you want to, you said you want to build out a very transparent, the most transparent wholesale, um, essentially business here where both the buyer and the seller understand what's going on here. So it's almost like being an off-market real estate agent in the sense yeah. where you're brokering the deal and both parties are fully aware of that, which is super cool. I'm in all agreements for that level of honesty and transparency. So what's the goal? Like, where do you see yourself going in the next, let's say five years? In five years, I would like to have a cold call team of 20 plus people. And I would like them to be self-sufficient so I could build out a wholesale school and I could also move into potentially um, a, a buying debt type of thing. I would like to manage a fund of private debt um, because it's what I know best. You know what I mean? I've, I've lived and breathed built collections for a really long time. And if you think about it, I was in foreclosures. I'm in distress now. Everything is a bill that needs to be collected in my world. Um, so it's what I know best. I would love to teach people in other states how to do it with a New York flair. I would love to teach wholesalers how to actually have an education about real estate so they sound well-versed on the phone and they're not just price, 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 skill, skill, skill. They actually have meat and potatoes. Um, beyond five years, uh, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll have to draw it on the dream board. I love that. I love that. So I like to ask, there's two questions that I always kind of come up with at the end of, uh, near the end of the interview that I like to ask people right? Okay. Because I agree with Carl, you know, going out and getting educated is huge. And I think one of the best ways to do so between mentorships and videos is reading, right? Picking up books and reading. So can you name two books for you that have been complete paradigm shifts that you read these books and since reading them, your mind has never been the same? By far, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Nice. By far, it's this idea that even if you don't have bad habits, you have the ability to get 1% better every single day. Um, and the other one is actually the art of war because it's a short read. Well, you could buy the short version, right? Um, I read the short version and I think that it has helped me have a, a good mindset to navigate business in a way that's not harmful for me. I like that a lot, actually. I like, I've read Atomic Habits. I have not read The Art of War yet. So now I'm going to have to pick that one up. So final question, and this is like my absolute favorite. Let's imagine that tomorrow morning you wake up and you are a blank slate. You do not remember anything. You don't remember your 20 years of cold calling. You don't remember any of the network connections you made. You don't remember the Red House. You don't remember anything you know you're in a safe place so you're not freaking out it's like not a saw movie like you're good okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like gotta let you know you're waking up and you're comfortable but in your mind there is one thought right there's one little seed and for whatever reason you are not questioning it you are just taking it accepting it as truth and you are now beginning to rebuild the rest of your life with this one thought 
what would you want that first thought to be? You know, I, it's, I, no one's ever asked me a question like that, but the first thought that comes to mind is, is just the word family. Like, how do I, I'm very family oriented. Everything starts at home base for me. And I think the first thought would be is family. Where do I, where do I find family? And that doesn't always mean blood. You know, that means people, people that you love. And I think that that would definitely be, even though building is important, you can't build without home base. I agree. And I think, you know, having that answer as family, it means, it makes a lot of sense, right? Because, especially because you said family is not just blood, right? Family is your network. Family essentially is your community. That's your tribe. So yeah, like that would ultimately, in my mind, that would allow you to rebuild, right? Because you can't build alone. So if you started building that family, you started building that network, you built that tribe, it makes sense that you would get back to where you are and further. So I love that answer. So Stacy, for people that are interested in connecting with you, following with you, following you, learning more from you, or even working with you, how can they get in touch with you? Where should they go to follow you? Like, where should the people find you? Well, you could always hit me on Instagram or Facebook at olex.properties, or you could hit me on WhatsApp at 516-526-0881. I answer investment questions. I give guidance on wholesale deals. Um, I won't help you work on a deal, but I, I do like to answer those questions if they have. And um, I'm super here for anybody if they want to sell me a house that's actively on fire right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So guys, I'm going to have all of that down below in the description. You'll be able to get connected to Stacy. And if you picked up anything, whether it was inspiration, education, any sort of value from this, please share it and tag Stacy on Instagram, tag Olex Properties, tag myself. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was and just let's connect. Let's continue the conversation. Let's work on collaboration and let's truly provide value to our community. So Stacy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Next time we do this, we're going to have to do it in person because I want to be able to connect with your energy in person. And I don't know why I did it today. You know, we're both here on Long Island. So we will absolutely make sure that happens next time. Um, I'm coming on the next door knocking, 100%. <laughs> I got you. Let's make that happen. For sure. Thank you so much for having me today. You are a wonderful spirit. And I can tell even through the screen, you're a very nice person. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, guys. So I really hope you enjoyed that interview. Once again, I ask that if you receive any value at all, I mean anything, if one thing stood out to you, leave a comment below. Let people know what that thing was. Let us know what it was. We do read all of the comments and absolutely share this with a friend. That is how we help each other, okay? The best thing you can do is pass on knowledge and information that's helping you grow. Send that out to your friends. Help them grow. Build your network and build your power team. Let's all get this together. So I want you guys to click that share button, click that like button, subscribe. Make sure you're here for the next episode. And remember that the greatness is already inside of you.